All right, welcome back to the Spirit of Detroit podcast. This is episode four. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's been listening since episode one. Uh, we got a few things on the docket today to talk about. So we'll get it kicked off with the two Lions games that have um, been played since our last episode. Yeah, nothing too exciting. Didn't no, miss a whole lot. Just, you know, two losses. What you expect from the Lions? You're 0-10 and 1 right now in the season. Lost to the Cleveland Browns by, what, a field goal? Yeah. Lost to the Bears on Thanksgiving by two. Yep. It's uh, It's been a really sad season, um, especially watching the Lions defense. I, I'd say they've they've played exceptionally well, yeah, all I mean, things give, considering. Give Aaron Glenn some talent on the defense, and the Lions will have a top-five unit. The last three weeks, they've given up 16, 13, 16. They also have losses where they've given up 19 points. Um, you know, a couple of pretty bad ones, but all things considered, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, outside of a few games, I mean, the Lions have been keeping opponents under 20. Five of our 11 oh. games have kept an opponent under 20 points. And then yeah, just no, the, it's, the, I mean. The Eagles and the Bengals games are the only two they got away from us. But here's the scoring. You look at 17 points, 17 points, 14, 17, 11, 19, 6, 16, 10, 14. It's the offense, and that's, that's something that the team is going to have to address in this year's draft. Uh, with well, two. with their second first-round pick. Yeah, obviously with the first first round, we're gonna have a number one overall pick. Um, you know, that's that's gonna be either Tibbs or Hutchinson. Yeah, we can get on that a little bit later once I touch on. Oh yeah, we'll touch on that for sure. Um, Swift obviously got hurt. That that killed us. Yeah, shoulder injury in like the first quarter. He was out for the whole game. And didn't stop them from running the ball though. No, Jamal Williams, actually, I mean, Jamal Williams was one of Jamal Williams is probably one of the best free agent signings that we had this offseason. He's really showing his worth. Um, did you see? I believe he has the NFL record for most career carries without a fumble. Jamal uh, Williams, like, yeah, he's like has like five hundred and thirty-six touches or something. Or, yeah. Something crazy like that, and not he's, one fumble. He's he's a solid back. I'm I'm actually really happy with his signing. And he's a good dude. Um, when he got back, you saw he was wearing the helmet to the press conference. And yeah, he's excited to get back out there with his teammates. You know, I I, I definitely feel like he's a, a joy to have around that locker room for players. And it's it's a good thing to see because if you go back last year, um, Patricia wouldn't have any of that. That's why Slay is gone. It wasn't so, because he was lacking talent. Obviously, it's he's outscored the Lions himself the last four weeks almost. Um, it was because he didn't fit in with the tough-ass, you know, Patriot way that yeah, they were they trying, trying to, to force on him. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you saw it on a lot of players. I think, I mean, Stafford, you saw it on him. Uh, Slay, Diggs, Ashawn Robinson, uh... Snack? No, Snacks wasn't there yet. Or Snacks was. Gone. No, yeah, Snacks was there. We traded for Snacks actually, like mid-season. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, a, um, lot of, a lot of those players, like a lot of fan favorites, were are gone because of that regime. Yeah, we kept Jelani Tavai for as long as we did. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that while that's far outside my apartment. Um, no, they they made a lot of mistakes. Um, and now you're seeing that yeah, they the, let them have fun. Maybe say he, they did get a few things right, and that's it's the talent we have right now in TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. Yeah, um, Taylor, Decker, Taylor Decker and Frank Ragno as well. Yeah, it's two solid um, linemen. Now we, we built on that by taking Panay Sewell. In the draft this year, he he struggled on Thanksgiving though. I noticed he had the two early penalties. He had the false start and he had a holding, I believe. Yeah, he struggled with penalties a lot, but he's been at least well in um, pass and run blocking. But he's he's got to knock those penalties out. That's how the Lions shot themselves in the foot on Thanksgiving. They should have won that game, but they the penalties. They had a drive that was going well, and then they had what two. Second and like 32s in the same uh, game is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, you saw Goff uh, mouthing off to the referee. I, honestly, I think Goff earned a little bit of respect for me after that game um, for getting in the ref's face. Like, you can call holding on every play. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that, still, was, that was Goff's best game as a Lion so far. And it wasn't even that great. That's the sad part. Yeah. That's how little um, he has to do to be to have a good game here. Let's see here. He completed 84%. It is 21 of 25 for 171 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He did That's finally, actually not he finally bad. threw a deep ball to Josh Reynolds on like a 32-yard touchdown pass. Yep, and I believe that was episode two we called that. Yeah. Or three, signing Josh Reynolds. Yeah, it was three because um, Josh Reynolds hadn't started played yet. We had just picked him yeah. up. Yep. Um... Episode three, we we know what we're talking about, guys. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. Called that. Um, Called what special teams against Pittsburgh. Yep. It's uh, it's not fun to predict lines anymore. I you know I'm looking at the rest of their schedule right now, and I don't I don't see yeah. another one more game outside of the Falcons. Yeah. Maybe if Kyler Murray isn't playing for Arizona, or is he back already? He should be back by then. That's that's another. No, well, They're on a bye week this week, so I, I don't even want to know if I want to watch that Arizona game. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you. And then the Seahawks, uh, Russell Wilson should be back to full health by then as well. Yes, in Seattle too. Yeah. In January, yeah, forget about it. Yeah. And then at home versus Green Bay. Maybe maybe the Packers will be resting Aaron Rodgers and see, they should have the division locked up by then. There'd be no reason for them to put starters out there right before the yeah, playoffs. Knowing the Lions, they still lose. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we probably couldn't beat the Green Bay second team. No. Um, oh, let's see if Pistons just got off their last shot and they lost. Um, real quick, though, for the Lions, I know we wanted to talk about. Dan Campbell being on the hot seat. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't know no, about not you. At all. Uh, I, I even said on Twitter uh, before that, you know, the Lions expected to lose. They were expected to use, lose a lot. Obviously, this is worse than what we thought it was going to be, but they tore down the entire roster. And they're still playing all these games that they're losing close. That they're, they're losing yeah. by one score. 
outside of the, the two two games that we got blown out, they they lost every game by one score. And he hasn't lost the locker room. No, um, these players love him. They're still out there playing for him. You know, they want to get him his first win, obviously. It's just been hard to come by because they've been shooting themselves in the foot a lot of I games mean, he, with these penalties. and It's hard, um, especially when you take over a defense worse than the 0-16 Lions. Uh, statistically worse. Yeah. You lose your franchise quarterback that's been playing for your, the city for 11, 12 years. Uh, your receiver, receiving core is absolutely gone. No Marvin Jones, no Kenny Galladay, no Danny Amendola for that matter. No, the only receiver we retained was Cephas, Cephas. and now he's, he's out for the season. Yeah, so obviously it's not a long gone. Uh, but he plays a big part in the offense. Yeah. But you're getting a lot out of your offensive line. You're getting a lot out of Swift, uh, Jamal Williams, Jamar Jeffrey. I mean, literally every running back has had an impressive run at this point. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's been non-existent, but yeah, once again. I know he's come under fire by a lot of people for taking over play call in the past few weeks. And, you know, you could say play call might have, may have caused us cost us a game or two. But I still think I, Ricky, Ricky Coach, he's he's got time to learn. And I'd rather he get all these kinks out now when we're, we're, we're supposed to suck than when we actually get a team out there that's supposed to win. And then some play calling mishap is what causes us to lose. Well, that and my whole thing with him with the play calling is I don't care. Okay, this team isn't making the playoffs this year. No. Uh, what was that joke he made? Uh, they asked him if this was, you know, are you guys looking at this any different because it's your last national game? And he goes, you mean they're not going to flex us? <laughs> and I thought that was funny because, I mean, he obviously knows, right? Like, they're not going anywhere. No, so was... why not let him get that experience to see if maybe that's something that he can better himself on? Um, I have no issue with that. Yeah, this, fan- knew this is a rebuild year coming in. Next year is probably going to be another rebuild year. We'll probably be working with another top three pick. As, long, as well as an extra first-round draft pick, thanks to the Rams. Um, and then we need we need that whole front office to knock these next two drafts and free agencies out to park. So that they come do that. 2023, we actually have a contender on the field. That's, yeah, so I'm thinking 2023 is going to be that's think, one, the first year I'm going to really make any judgment. Yeah, that'll be the first year we should be seeing some improvements. Like I said, this year and next year, we're going to lose, and we're going to lose a lot. It's going to suck to see. But for those and that's th- diehard fans, it's going to stick through it. I mean, it's going to be worth it on the other end because I think this regime is the regime that's going to get us over the hump. What I don't understand, too, is people calling for uh, Campbell to be fired is if someone told you, hey, you're going to have a top, the first pick in the draft next year, everyone would have been ecstatic. But here they are losing – and it's just not good enough. This isn't good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah, He's fielding a team of high schoolers, guys. You don't fire a coach his first year in when you were expected to suck. Yep. Um, Especially the Jets. not a situation where you see what we have on defense and you see what what we've been holding teams to. We youngest secondary in the league. A bunch of undrafted free agents, players that had no playing time in their career are getting some of the most snaps ever. Yeah. I mean, the Jets are actually three and eight now. Um, 
they beat in Tennessee. That's actually impressive. Yeah. Cincinnati and Houston today. Um, So I guess Salah is doing a decent job over there. But I don't think, uh, like I said, this team was worse than Donate, the 08 Lions. Yeah. Um, I don't think any coaches, no coaches coming in here and making it better. No, like we, we may go win this again this year. No, we have our tie. It makes me happy. Yeah. Whatever. We go on 16 and 1. It is what it is. I, I just. It's not going to break me. I would have been broken by now if that was the case. Right. Um, I just. I think people need to chill on Dan Campbell. And if he isn't. He's, I think he's the, he's the right. He's, he's the guy that we need here right now. Um, I like his energy. Players like his energy. I I think I think he is that dude. Um, speaking yeah. of that dude, oh go ahead if you got one more thing oh, to yeah. say. I was saying I also want to keep Aaron Glenn on establishing oh, yeah. defense coordinator. Like I said, he just needs some talent. Um, Anthony Land though is someone that probably won't be here next year with uh, Dan Campbell having to take over play calling for him. Yeah, I think he's fine with that. Um, I mean, his I name mean, has been out there for uh, one of the coaching positions in um, college. Okay, they can have fun with him. Yeah, so <laughs> Anthony might not be here next year, but yeah, uh, that's, that's what you're saying. That's fine with me. Um, well, speaking of that, dude, I kind of wanted to switch over to uh, basketball. Uh, I know it's been about a week now, but Isaiah Stewart decided he wanted to be that dude. And went face to face with LeBron, oh, yeah, bloody face to face, I should say. Yeah, when when the Lakers were in Detroit, so, uh, LeBron hit Stewart across the face, and Stewart did not like that. See, now I had watched almost the entire first half, and I had turned it off at halftime and sat down and ate, hanging out with my girlfriend or sister, and you had texted me saying like Isaiah Stewart's literally bleeding, and I'm like. Okay, like, I turn on the game, and I'm just like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Why are they wiping up the entire court? And I saw the replay, and I could not believe it. It was insane. Like, I haven't seen something like that since the Mattos at the Palace, which was 17 years almost to the day of that that game. Yeah, it was uh, – I have no issue with it. I don't like LeBron. No, I don't <laughs> or like the LeBron Lakers. either, and I like, I like the attitude, like – Isaiah Stewart would have fit in perfectly with the Bad Boy Pistons, even going yeah. to work Pistons. Like I said, I always said before, he reminds me so much of Ben Wallace, and that attitude. You hit me in the face. You, you. He felt disrespected. He wanted all, all parts of LeBron, and LeBron wanted yeah. nothing to do with it. No, and the thing was, Isaiah was. I mean, he was angry, but once he, I think, knew that he was bleeding. That's yeah, once when he tasted, that, once he tasted the blood, that's what really set him off. Uh, my, I think my favorite part from the entire situation was, well, there's two things: Russell Westbrook holding up his fist, then yeah, wondering why he got a technical, technical, then wondering why he got a technical yeah. for doing that. Um, but Carmelo Anthony was saying, "Oh, he's not going to come over here." And Corey Joseph was walking over there. Um, I've heard Corey Joseph is like the coolest, like the nicest dude, like on the entire roster. Like he's just such a professional, right? Yeah. And he went over to the Lakers bench, and uh, he went over there because he was worried Isaiah Stewart was coming up the other side of the tunnel. Yeah, because Isaiah Stewart, he was he was adamant of running oh, yeah. to the tunnel to go meet LeBron. So on the other side. Corey Joseph went over there to protect LeBron's ass because yeah. 
Yeah, he, he knew um, that he wasn't too happy, but uh, you look at it tonight, there was no drama. Um, yeah, oh yeah, nothing nothing spilled over from that. Uh, I kind of expected that. You know, Isaiah yeah. Stewart in the, said in the interview that it was the last time he was going to speak on that event, and he's just moving forward. Because he's not that person that, um, you know, ESPN and everyone try to make him out to be. Um, and he went out and he proved that tonight, which makes me happy because it's easy. Like, you look at Boogie Cousins, who breathes the wrong way, and he gets ejected from a game now. And, you know, that's the last thing I want to see yeah, Isaiah Stewart go through. To be that guy, um, but I do want him to play with that intensity. Like I said, the the comparisons to Ben Wallace, to fitting in with the bad boys, like that. That's that Detroit attitude that we need on the Pistons. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, like when it was happening, you know, saying that they they liked that energy they was throwing out there. It was it's it's what Pistons basketball was about. It was, and then, you know, Dwayne Casey defended him, Shaq defended him, Reggie Miller loved it. Um, and it's just like, I think the, the worst part about the whole situation was LeBron acted like he didn't do anything. Yeah. And uh, LeBron and tried Davis to was like, claim oh, that he it didn't was do accidental. It. I, don't, I don't think it was accidental. Isaiah Stewart you said at I didn't think it was accidental. It did, it did not look accidental at all. He looked at him in the face and hit him. Yeah. The, there was a made free throw. Put your arms down. Why are you swinging up? Yeah, it, it was no, it was uncalled for. Um, and Stewart got a what a two game suspension for that. LeBron only got one. I think the charge through the tunnel is what got Stewart his, his second game. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I honestly, it's like, it is what it is. Like it's not like we're on a title run and. He was our number one option. We're in a rebuilding season again, and you know he's just our best center, so be it. But yeah, it's two more games towards the number one pick again. Speaking of, they only won the one game since our last podcast. Indiana. Yep. Not a surprise. Indiana is just—they're going to be the Pacers. Nothing you can really say about that, but. Close game against the Warriors. Close game against the Lakers. Uh, played yeah, the Heat. We should have won that Lakers game, man. But they, especially after that event, we were up seventeen in the fourth, and you know, just fell apart. Yeah, I same, think they had a lead against the Warriors too. Same thing, yeah. I'm gonna say same thing and same thing against Miami. Yeah, we were up in the fourth and just fell apart. It's all right, young team. That I mean, that takes time. Um, I'm not. It doesn't worry me. Yeah, the Pistons just like the Lions right now. They're they're playing for the rebuild. They tore the whole roster down just like Detroit or the Lions did. The longest tenure player on our team right now is Killian Hayes, and he was drafted last year. Can we can we talk about how important Killian Hayes is to the Pistons' offense? Really important. He's he's gonna like a lot of people are already done with him, but he's gonna be a big part of this Pistons team for the future. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a. You call it a hot take if you want. Um, but here's my thing. Everyone is so... Kate Cunningham had a double-double tonight, 15 points, 11 rebounds, by the way. It's almost coincidental that it's the first game that Killian Hayes was back. Yeah. Um, people want Ben Simmons here in Detroit. No. I seen there was a report saying that we want that uh, we were talking to 
Uh, I understand. Oh, yeah. About Ben Simmons. No, please no. Um, I, know, also says, I know. Oh. At first, it was saying it was Jeremy Grant that they wanted back, but now it was saying it was yeah. Cade had to be in any talks. Yeah, yeah I'll oh, pass. Yeah. Well, no, and here's my thing is you, if even if you sent over Jeremy, Killian, and two first round picks, and like Trey Lyles, you had to send another uh, contract over to make it match. Yeah. Ben Simmons can score, sure, but is he capable of carrying? A team, I mean, yeah, he did well without Embiid, but this isn't the 76ers, this is the Pistons. He can't shoot. So you're, in my opinion, Killian Hayes can be a slightly less, he can be Ben Simmons without the scoring. Yeah, and. Not as efficient, but he can shoot. And honestly, Cade is pretty much what Ben Simmons is with a with a jump shot. Yeah, and he can actually play point guard. Yeah. Ben Simmons should not be a point guard. And that's the thing is he wants to play point guard wherever he goes next. No, he needs, to, reason he needs you don't to go back him. down to power forward with his natural position. Yeah. Didn't Giannis try starting at point yeah, guard or something? Yeah, it was one, one year point? where uh, the Bucks ran Giannis as a point guard. Like why it doesn't work? Stop trying to the same thing with LeBron in LA when he first got there. Run him at the point. I mean, in certain situations, sure. Um, There's only but Ben Simmons is it's too much drama. It's not enough talent, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not worth the. The shooting is not there. I don't want his contract either. No, and that's the thing. And then you know there goes any chance of us making a shot. Any free agents. For the next two years, yeah, two to three years. Don't we don't need that? Um, I also saw a lot of hate on Jeremy Grant, and I just don't get it. In a year where Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart are not performing where they were last year, Frank Jack- Jackson just started. Josh Jackson's been not all that great. Yeah. Um. Jeremy Grant, yeah, he's inefficient, but so is every other player on the Pistons. But when Jeremy Grant gets hot, he stays hot. And he just had, what, 32 tonight? Yeah, another 30-point game. Uh, um, I I don't understand people wanting to just send him out for nothing. I saw Woodward Sports had a... They said that... He's inconsistent, and they need to trade him for a vet and like a first or a second round pick because that's all they'll get or something like that. Um, that's a horrible take. Jeremy Grant, I'm sorry if you're getting him on that good of a deal. You're giving me a first rounder, a young player, and a role player. Exactly. Yeah. No less. Because he's only getting 20 million a year, solid deal. I think it's the last year on his deal, actually. Either this next, year or next year. Next year, I believe. Yeah, because he signed yeah. for three years, 60. Three years. So let's see. He had 32 tonight, 20 yesterday, or um, Friday. Right? Yeah, Friday. Uh, 13, 21, 36, 19, 19. He's averaging 19 points a game this year. Yeah. He's, 31 from three, 40 he's our from best four. Player for sure. Now, is he the number one option? No, I think Kate is going to shift into that role. 
eventually. But I think Jeremy would have one no issue shifting to a number two role. Um, as long as he doesn't drop down to a third, fourth option like he was in Denver, I think he'll be happy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wanted to be here. He came here knowing, you know, damn well, like, hey, they're gonna they're gonna suck for a little bit. I don't think I have anything left on the Pistons other than Hamadou Diallo getting his playing time and making the most of it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Another 10 points tonight. 4 or 7 from the floor. My, Two rebounds. My thought is, or my question is, are they playing him now to build up his trade value for when he becomes trade eligible in a few weeks? Or it's are they actually going to trade play? Josh Jackson? Huh? It's either they're raising his value and trading him or... They're going to trade. They're just trying to see who does better between him and Josh and just call on both. Yeah, and flip whoever doesn't. Because Josh Jackson has really struggled so far this year, which it, that kind of upsets me because yeah, he's had a, he's only had like two games. He's only scored eight eight points a game this year. 28 from three. It's That's rough. Um... 69% from the floor or from the line, free throw line. Yeah, not, not. He's definitely took a. I mean, honestly, every player on the Pistons right now has taken a step back from their season last year. No, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Saban Lee did good the other night. So, yeah, against Milwaukee, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. Yeah, Corey Joseph gets playing time over him. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I, me either. I don't understand it. And that was against Milwaukee. Um, coming up, they play Portland on Tuesday. Phoenix on Thursday. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hard game. Phoenix has won what fifteen in a row. Something like crazy like that. Yeah. Oh man, they've been on a hot streak. Them and Golden State. Can we just talk about how, real quick, how great of a player Steph Curry is? And man, Steph Curry is probably the best player in the NBA right now. Yes, and that's over KD, who is having an insane season yeah, himself. I will, I will but give that um, to Steph. Steph Curry is just, yeah. man. I'm so jealous. Like, he is just such a phenomenal it's, yeah, it's player. It's just insane what that man does on the court. Let's see. Who's he? Who's he averaging this year? He is He's averaging... 30, if not 30. 28. 28 a game. He's probably going to get a scoring title. Yeah. He should be. He's probably going to be in the MVP conversation. 41 from three. I mean, he should win MVP. I can't think of really anyone else that uh, should be there. Yeah. Um. See, I mean, we haven't had an MVP in any sport in Detroit. No. Since Cabrera, right? Yeah, Cabrera was the last one. I think that's the same year he also won the Triple Crown. Yeah, so that's a perfect uh, transition there. Um, 
Tigers, unfortunately, refusing to spend any big money on one player, which at the end of the day is going to hurt them, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand, I understand one player doesn't uh, win you a game, win you games like that. Um, but when you have Torkelson and Green coming up, if those are two players that uh, do what they're supposed to, they're going to demand contracts. And if they go and they offer both of them middle-of-the-pack contracts and they both can deserve the highest-paying contracts, they're going to get it elsewhere. For sure. And that... You're just going to let talent walk out the door because you don't want to pay them. Um, you sign Correa for $30 million a year. And if it doesn't work within five, trade them. Whatever. Uh, missed out on Verlander. Uh, they're talking about Javier Baez. I, I don't want that yeah, on my they team. Would, they've talked to Javier. Well, they've been talking, said they've been talking to every top shortstop prospect. Um, I think that's. If you know they don't like I said they don't want to spend money, but if they do spend money this season, it's going to be on a shortstop position. Uh, well, I think it's going to be one of those top five. It, the I, fact I, that the, the Yankees haven't signed Correa yet, I don't know. I know they weren't willing to spend money on a pitcher, right? Yeah, but I don't think they said anything about spending on. Uh, on Korea, I think it was just pitching. They didn't want to blow a lot of money on, which makes sense because they've done that and nothing has worked for them so far yet. That. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we'll we'll see what they do. Um, I think we got a few days before the lockout um, for the MLB that they're talking about. That's going to happen. They'll probably just cease all contract talks. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Tigers. Um, other than that, there's really not much on the Tigers front to talk about, but we do have, you know, something real big to talk about in the college aspect. Yeah, um, my I'm not a Michigan fan, but my co-host Anthony here is a Michigan fan, and they, they finally ended that drought against Ohio State. Man, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Ten um, years. I can't believe that they did it. Uh, I actually... Fell asleep just after halftime. I woke up and I saw this 28-13. I about, I about shit myself if I'm being yeah. honest with you. It, man, um, it's, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not a Michigan fan, but I'm actually happy to see all my Michigan um, friends that are, you know, huge fans and they'll be able to celebrate that Ohio State win. Um, and this is the first time the Michigan's probably gonna be able to sniff this the college football playoffs. Um, obviously, it's not set in stone yet. They still have to beat Iowa. And I think that's a good. I think that's a good matchup for them. Yeah, um, it's not going to be a, a a walkover game. I don't think. It's, I think it's going to be played pretty close. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I, I guess do, my, I do have Michigan biggest, edging them out by by seven. Yeah, they're favored by ten and a half. I think. I think I think going to cover because of their defense. So their defense, but they, Ohio State also had a top defense, yeah. and. It it didn't look like it. Um, I guess if my thing is, is if Harbaugh coaches them the way they should, like they did going into last Saturday, uh, Michigan covers. However, if for whatever reason Harbaugh and the whole team just 
are so still riding high off of that one against Ohio State. Uh, they're going to be in for a big uh, awakening. Yeah. You know, uh, Iowa will make Iowa. Uh, Iowa will make them pay for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, at one time Iowa was Iowa was the number two team in the country, so obviously they're not a pushover. But it's it's going to no, be a good game for sure. They're not. Um, I so I still can't believe it. Michigan um, Michigan wins this game there in the football playoffs this year for the first time since and they'd uh, probably the end up playing introduced and they'd probably end up playing Cincinnati. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. So if you, if you think that happens, do you think Michigan beats Cincinnati? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. So I haven't seen much of Cincinnati's game this uh, well, I mean, many yeah. Cincinnati games this year, and they're also the only the first team not in the Power Five to make the playoffs. So let's see. They've beaten Miami, Ohio, Murray State, Indiana. Notre Dame, Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, and East Carolina. Notre Dame was the only ranked team that they have beaten. Yeah, see, they don't have a, a strong resume yeah, of that's teams. Like Michigan, if they do face Michigan, Michigan will be the best team that they face all year. They play Houston Saturday. And Houston's number 24 in the country. Okay. Um, I think I might tune into that game just to see what they look like. I mean, they they, they put up a lot of points. Yeah. So That game's they, at four. I will say they, oh, yeah, they, they probably have a, a pretty good offense. I know their quarterback is um, one of the quarterbacks talked about being uh, one of the first quarterbacks off the board come draft day. Yeah, I don't see any quarterbacks going top ten though. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think a quarterback's going to go to the end of the first round. It's funny though. Um, Desmond Ritter actually is one of the quarterbacks I've taken in the mock draft that I've did for the Lions before. I was able to grab him in the third round. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, you got Georgia and Alabama. They're a four o'clock game too. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's going to be obviously no matter what happens in that Georgia Alabama game, both of those teams are still going to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Because you'll say one is a win against a, a strong opponent, the other one lost against a strong opponent. You know, they're not. that's not going to knock one of them out. So that's a lock for those two. Um, I don't think if Iowa beats Michigan, they have any chance of jumping into the playoffs. Oh, no. no, it'll just knock Michigan out. Yeah, which could in turn put Ohio... Nah, I think... It, I think Notre Dame gets in over Ohio State at this point. If anything, I think it would be Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State? Yeah. What are they sitting at right now? I think 07, yeah. In the new poll, they're five right now. Oh, the AP poll, huh? Yeah, they're five. Notre Dame is six. Ohio State is seven. So, yeah, I think Michigan Falls, if they lose against Iowa, we'll see Oklahoma State move into that, that fourth position. I mean, Oklahoma State has beaten four top 25 teams. Yeah, so they, they have a solid resume as well. They just beat Oklahoma this last week, who was ranked number 10. Yeah, I, my uncle was texting me about the Rams. Um, yeah. Real quick on that, McVay just looks confused. But he doesn't look like he's confident out there anymore. Um, yeah, man, the Rams have fell off the past few games. 
from Stafford to the honestly entire defense. Yeah. Um. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, but um, so back to Michigan. We were talking Lions first pick. It's between Tibbs and uh, Hutchinson. Yeah, it's gonna be. That's gonna be a good debate. I'll say either one of those players is gonna be game changing to our pass rush. Um, I feel like it'll be a Miles Garrett or Bosa Brothers type game change to our pass yeah. rush, and I'm I'm fine with either or. I'm more leaning towards Tibbs to go for the pick. Yeah. Um, I know a oh. lot of a lot of fans from Michigan is obviously gonna lean towards Hutchinson because of the the bias there, but both players are are solid. So I. I was really thinking Hutch was going to be a top 10 pick regardless. Um, then after the Penn State game, I'm like, he's going top five. Um, went into Ohio State game. He had 10 sacks on the year. Uh, and obviously, we're like, he needs to have a good game. He walked away from the game with 13 on the season, most any Michigan players had in history. Um he recorded 15 quarterback pressures on Saturday, which is a record uh, for pro football. He had an amazing Focus. game. Uh, it's impressive. Um, I'm glad to see it. I just, I still can't believe it happened. Michigan football has been, let it, they've let me down so many times over the last Man, I, six um, years, seven years that Harbaugh's been here. Uh, I've seen this funny, um, this, this picture on Facebook, it said that, uh, 4K TVs were introduced to like homes in the United States in 2012. So before yesterday, nobody had ever seen Michigan beat Ohio <laughs> State live in on 4K. a 4K TV. Man, that, that that hurts. But y'all finally got it done. Um, no Denard Robinson this time. Who would have thought? Yeah. Let's see if they can do it back-to-back years, though. No. I still don't have that confidence. Come on, it's going to be in Columbus next year. Yeah. That's fine. As long as they don't lose back-to-back years, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I mean, I think that they can pull out a win against Iowa. It's a neutral site. Um, Michigan fans have been known to show up so far this year, so... I mean, we'll see. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a good game. We'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll what be bowl, talking about that next episode. What bowl game are you guys getting? Do you know? I don't they know. they haven't announced that yet? No, they haven't announced that. I don't think they're going to announce that until... Um, after next weekend? Yeah, after the uh, the conference championship games. And then you'll have, you know, the final standings. Um, I think Michigan State, though, is going to get a good bowl game this year. I mean, I would assume so. Ten, I still think they two. finish... They still finish top 12... I'm trying to think. Um, so it's going to go, I think, after it's all said and done, I think it's going to go Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. Uh, we're talking about Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. I think Oklahoma stays up there. Oregon is going to be up there, Ohio State. Yeah, Baylor. Um, Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan State so should Michigan finish in the top 10. Top 10, top 12 at the very least. Yeah, I know Penn State wasn't really ranked, but they were still, you know, it's still Penn State. They were 7-4 and four coming into the game. Yeah, Penn State is, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, they are who they're going to be, I guess. Um, selection, yeah, playoff selection committee. Michigan has a 20 point point differential. That's not bad. Georgia's got 33.8, though. Impressive. That's actually by far and away the best one in the country. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm trying to think. Uh, I know we want to introduce. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to probably record it on Wednesday. Uh, talking about our top five favorite athletes. Yeah, we're going to gonna drop a top five. A little, little short episode for you guys. Trying a little bit something different. Trying to push out more content. Uh, we want to do something more than once a week. Uh, so if you guys are interested in that, definitely tune in next week or the next couple of days for that, actually. Yeah, we're going to, so top five, so it's not always going to be sports, it's going to be music, movies, uh, games, actors, singers, whatever it is, um, just something fun, Uh, if you guys can think of anything, seriously, give us some ideas, Uh, obviously we're trying to come up with as many as we can, we're getting there, we'll get there. Well, let us know, Um, but I mean, until then, I want to appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, you'll be listening to the Spirit of Detroit podcast. And catch you guys next time. As always, go Detroit.